Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Game Rivals. The reason I'm talking slow is not because I'm on some medication or anything, but that there's a heat wave going through the Netherlands, baking us, barely keeping us alive. I'm sweaty as hell as I introduce you to this episode. I'm one of your hosts, John Templar, and joining me as always is Maximilian. How are you, Max? Uh, yeah, like you said, man, it's ridiculously hot. I mean, I think the current temperature right now outside is 31 degrees. Um, inside, it's at least from my in my case, it's like 25, and there's no wind. So you know, it's hot and it's stale. Um, other than that, uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah, just. Just doing what we do, right? Yeah. At least, at least trying in this heat, and uh, we got more to more to look forward to. So, yay! It's a day two of seven of nine, I think. So. Oh, goody! Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Well, as as of this recording, of course. Yep. As of when you're listening to this, when it goes live, it'll be down to five. I want to say or seven. Yeah, so, joy. All right, All let's right. jump into the news and get this show on the road. Yes, 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 yes. There is actually, there's, it's the thing is, it's not a lot. Um, a lot of there's not a lot of big news going on. It's mostly small. Um, a few things that have cropped up as we were getting ready to record. Uh, if you guys haven't heard already, uh, you know, the Arkham series, you know, Batman is awesome. And thanks to our good people at Rocksteady, you got to enjoy three of the four games from that franchise. Well, they've been at work for a really long time and they finally come out of whatever development bunker they were, uh, working in. And decided to post something on Twitter, which is the next game that they're working on, which is based off of. Um, Suicide Squad. Thank you. It's so hot that I forgot the name. Funny is that everybody thought they were working on a Superman game. Yeah, I don't. That I love that that rumor came out because I was, I was thinking, how on earth are you going to make a Superman game that's interesting enough to do? Well, they said. The rumors always floated around that as Superman, you wouldn't have all the powers, but you would have different suits you could wear that would give you the powers. Well, that's dumb. But that's, yeah, I mean, like, I can't... No offense to anybody who came up with that rumor, but that just sounds... I mean, I can't imagine a game in which you play a Superman in which you are not overpowered and then you just smash everything. And you don't want a game in space that you have these fictional enemies that are stronger than you. You want to be able to play in Metropolis. So that basically just makes the game pointless. Yeah. I mean, the fictional rumored game, pointless. I mean, let's not forget that Superman 64 exists and basically is the uh, the prime example of bad superhero video games. So, yeah. Um, there's no way you could have made a Superman game where it's... Where it, being Superman is interesting. I mean, the closest thing that we've ever gotten was um, DC, DC Online. Yep. 
and even that it's more like augment your own abilities um the closest thing that i can imagine that they could have done is basically how the show smallville worked playing as a young clark kent who is discovering his power slowly but surely not interesting because you're not in metropolis because yeah i mean you're learning your powers or they could just make an alternate reality where superman learns his abilities in metropolis as an adult uh, or something i don't but know that, people would not expect that people would just hate that because yes exactly. i mean it's the same as like an iron man game in which you can't fly and you have to learn how to fly yeah exactly so um yeah not that suicide squad um can't say i was expecting that because i don't think anybody was expecting anything suicide squad related to come out outside of that movie that um james gunn is working on um what i don't know how you feel about this i'm really indifferent about this i mean <laughs> um i think what rock city did with the batman franchise is they introduced a new form of combat that a lot of games adopted I think it's called freeform combat, a free flow yeah. combat. And there are a lot of games that adopted that style. So um, Shadow of uh, Mordor got that kind of style. Uh, there's some kind of like it in Spider-Man, mm -hmm. similar looking system in Ghost of Tsushima. So like they, they did innovate on a combat system that is in, in a lot of games. Um, yep. which is really nice. It's basically like regenerative health. One game did that, and it became a standard across all games. Um, and, I mean, I played Arkham City, Ar Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. I skipped on the the Montreal, the, yeah, the Origins one. Yeah. Um, I loved all games. There are, of course, some gripes I had with the last one, in which you have the Batmobile, and it's not the most easiest of cars to drive that is the first thing that most people mention yeah when talk I mean, about Arkham Knight. yeah but i liked and i mean to be honest i kind of saw the ending coming i kind of knew who was going to be who's going to turn out to be the arkham knight um but besides that i mean the game looked pretty it played really nice i really liked the fact that batman actually had this plated kind of armor kind of like in the dark knight i don't yeah. like the Tights and spandex buffed Batman suits. I like the arc. You the mean the Joel Schumacher esque Batman suits from Batman Forever? And yeah, Batman I like the Dark Knight kind of armor, <laughs> you know, plated armor. It's just, it has this cooler look. Uh, so I like that one. It also doesn't have bat nipples. Yeah. You have to go there. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's like the most obvious thing on those stupid suits. I don't know why. Uh, ask Joel Schumacher. Anyway, um, with that announcement out of the way, um, a new one came out today. Well, not so much an announcement as a clarification. That So for a while now, uh, Warner Brothers Interactive, there were rumors going around that um, since the merger with AT&T and all that happened, that they might actually sell off the, their gaming division, which makes no sense because most games that come out of that division are all tied into licenses with DC or WB in general. Yep. So even if you were to sell that division, the only one who can make an uh, original IP are NetherRealms because they make Mortal Kombat. 
and right. I'm assuming that if I'm assuming that if you if they were to sell off the division, the Mortal Kombat IP goes with it. So at least they they still have stuff to do, but they wouldn't be able to do like Suicide Squad like they're doing right now, or a new Batman game, or a Superman game, or whatever you want, yeah. DC related, or or you know the Lego games come from there too. So yeah, I mean. They also do Most uh, of Shadow of uh, the the Mordor franchise. Shadow of War. Yeah, they do. Mordor. Yeah, they, the the Lord of the Rings franchise yeah. stuff too. I mean, so the rumors were floating around that Microsoft was thinking about buying those guys because then they would bolster their first party support because basically Microsoft has been on the shopping spree these last two years and it would add I think six or seven studios to their um, to their lineup. On the other mm-hmm. hand, there's a rumor floating around that. Counter this, Sony is thinking about buying Digital Extreme, which is both a studio and a publishing arm. They have a lot of studios under them, but everybody probably knows them from Warframe. Um, but Sony was also, is, is the rumor is that Sony is considering buying them. Um, I honestly don't know if it makes sense for Sony to do an acquisition right now. I mean, the last acquisition they did was Insomniac, which is one of the best acquisitions they could do. Uh, rumor still that they snatched it away under Microsoft's nose. Um, mm-hmm. And with it, they also got the Sunset Overdrive IP, which was an exclusive for Xbox. Um, and now the sequel is coming to all... all co- was the sequel announced? Well, wasn't there? I don't think the sequel was announced. There's been rumors mm-hmm. floating around, but since Insomniac has been busy at work on Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank... I could have sworn that I saw something about that. Ah, maybe it was uh, just me. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, yeah. But since that's not the case now, since they're working on Suicide Squad, um, that basically confirmed that the it's not up for sale, or at least for now, it's not up for sale. So those studios are lucky for now, at least until Suicide Squad comes up. And considering whether or not it sells well, if it's it if it's something that out. we're finding out, if we're finding about it now. Um, I don't think we're going to get it anytime soon. It's not going to be next year unless they're really close to getting it finished. But you never um, know. I mean, it's been years since Arkham Knight came out. It could be that they're pretty far along in development. Maybe. Well, they, we're going to get a reveal um, on August 27th when uh, DC Fan... When DC Fandom... Jeez, what a name. When DC Fandom uh, takes place. So... Um, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait until August 22nd for that. Uh, it's also said that Warner Brothers Montreal's next Batman game will also be shown at DC Fan. Wow, they're doing another one? Uh, and it'll feature the Court of Owls. Well, that's actually an interesting storyline there. So, yeah. Um, two, uh, two new DC games that we're going to find out in a matter of weeks. Besides the Avengers game we're going to get next month, mm-hmm. which I seriously still have doubts about. Mm, yeah, and from what I've seen from the early betas that uh, reporters were able to get their hands on uh, a week before the beta that's going that, that just took place over the past weekend, um, maybe there's some truth to that. But I, 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 with stuff I like that, I feel that... Yeah, but exactly. When when I see stuff like that, the thing that I mostly feel is like, you know what? I want to try it out myself and see how it is. So we'll uh, we'll probably partake in uh, one of the weekends, one of the beta upcoming beta weekends, 
Um, there's, I think, two or three more uh, that are be uh, that are planned for this month. So we'll uh, we'll try it out. We'll see, and uh, we'll we'll get back to you guys in a in a future what we've been playing if we play the the open beta. Um, aside from that, other other shocking news. Um, that also dropped while we were preparing to um, record this episode. Jeez, sorry, it's so hot. <laughs> um, so if you're a Capcom fan, actually, let me rephrase it. If you're a Street Fighter fan, you know the following person that I'm going to be talking about, which is Yoshinori Ono. Um, the dude has been with Capcom for about 30 years now. He's worked on almost every street fighter um i think outside of the first one uh, so basically from street fighter 2 onwards he's been with the franchise and the company um he announced that he's leaving by this summer or at least by the end of the summer he's leaving capcom and that means the guy that's been helming the street fighter the street fighter development for 30 years is gonna be gone. I mean, right now, I mean, Street Fighter Five. He's not like the director or anything. He's like the supervisor slash producer of the games. But um, yeah, without his him helming it, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the franchise. Because Street Fighter Five had a really rocky start, and it's actually gotten better over the years. Uh, with them announcing uh season the fi- the fifth and final season of Street Fighter Five, um, they released. They announced four of the, I think, five characters that are coming with the fifth season. And one of them is from Rival Schools, Akira. Oh, wow. I think I, th- I, think I talked about um, Rival Schools in a hidden gem somewhere last year. So if you want to listen to what I think of Rival Schools, uh, you can find that uh, in our feed. But suffice to say, I am actually shocked that this is happening because they're acknowledging that rival schools exist, <laughs> which is something that they don't really do. I think the last time that a rival schools w- character was in a fighting game was uh, Tatsunoko versus Capcom on the Wii. So, you know, imagine how old that is. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so we're getting uh, Akira, which is a popular character, but not one of the main characters of the franchise. So the fact that they acknowledge that she's one of the more popular characters in the fandom, that they chose her to be in it to represent the the whole franchise, is pretty huge. Um, Capcom, if anybody's from Capcom is listening right now, and I said it in the hidden gem before. Please give us another rival schools. If you're gonna give us Akira in in Street Fighter Five, and you're gonna acknowledge that they're part of the Street Fighter uh, universe, just give us a new street, uh, rival schools. I would be so very happy, so I can kick people's ass with Batsu again. Um, I mean, play fun and online and be very nice. <laughs> that's the ticket. Um, so yeah, that's pretty big. Uh, this coming off the fact that Capcom had a really good quarter. Um, one of the best that they've had in quite a while, um, especially since you know we just we're still in the middle of a pandemic, um, of which the name we shall not mention. Um, their quarter has been pretty good, uh, not so much for their arcade and entertainment divisions because you know those are closed or have limited capacity to allow uh, people to enter, uh, but 
games uh, have been selling really well digitally, specifically um, uh, the Resident Evil remakes, you know, 2 and 3 got really good sales digitally. Um, Monster Hunter World Iceborne also got some really good digital sales. Um, so they made a lot, uh, they made a lot of money on that. But um, yeah, like I said, anything that has to do with any physicality outside um, that is not digital uh, took a bit of a dive. Uh, the only other thing that actually saw profits were for merchandising, which also makes sense because if you're not going to go out to buy your Capcom merchandise, you're probably going to visit their online store and buy it there. Um, or, and also stuff like IP uh, and movie adaptations which uh, and esports, which we were talking about before we were recording how does one make money on esports? I don't know. I don't Maybe know. It's, yeah, I, I don't know. And <laughs> I think that's that's way above uh, above what we can even understand. As Normally, esports cost you money because they sponsor the whole damn thing. Yeah, but if you're organizing it, you're probably getting it from sponsors who you know who sponsored their stuff on it. So I don't I don't know. Maybe that's that. Which is actually quite surprising considering the fact that um, a lot of the, a lot of the tournaments are online now. So uh, the fact that they were even to, even able to get profit from that division as well is also very recommendable. Um, and then we had something more of up your speed, uh, Sean. There are multiple PlayStation rumors floating around. Um, I actually see one popping up right now. Oh, really? Yeah, is one around that Sony has filed a patent for a PlayStation Five Pro. And oh yeah, be centered around cloud gaming and um, PS Now, it's really strange. Um, but it's a patent they filed for last year. I don't think Sony's gonna do anything like that anytime soon. But nah. who knows? But there's also another rumor floating around that Sony is uh, waving its checkbook around and locking up some pretty big um, multi-platform games, and oh, okay. either console exclusives or timed console exclusives. My man is um, not timed. So, um, and the and the reaction to it is apparently that it's it's such a big uh, it's multiple big franchises that people are just surprised by like oh wow are you actually going to get this franchise exclusively so it's not like a bad thing but it's mm. more like that they're surprised that Sony was able to lock those franchises up um, for PS5. Um, I think it's it's really clear that. There are two completely different strategies what we're looking at for Sony and Microsoft. Sony is all about, we want to make sure that the PS5 is going to be the best place to play and that the games that are on that platform are worth for you to invest your money into PS5. And whereas Microsoft is going all the Game Pass route and saying, oh, you know, for the next year or the next two years, everything's coming to Xbox One. So, you know, you can just pick whatever console you want. Yeah. That, uh, that sounds. Uh, if that's true, I'm curious how much they're gonna, how many um, franchises that they're targeting, or which franchises to be exact, because there's no way that that the money had levels of strategy that they need to pull off here to get that done. It ain't gonna be cheap. That's gonna be one huge money hat that they're passing around. I wonder um, because. When I think about it, I mean, Sony has proven that the PS4 has been 
the it's like Sony has three 100 million selling consoles or two 100 million selling consoles under their belt. And mm -hmm. I think that they proved to a lot of publishers and developers that PS4 was the best place to play. So as a developer or a publisher, it was in your best interest to make sure that your game to, came to PS4. And I think that that's kind of some leverage that they're using, that they're saying like, hey, look what we did with PS4. It was the best place to play. We had the biggest install base and we're yeah. aiming for the same install base. You know we can make it happen. So here's a little bit of money and... You know, let's just be friends or stay friends and just make sure that your game comes to PS5 and stays there for a while. I think I might even go as far as to say that they might, I don't know, this is just speculation. I think they would have locked up a game like Call of Duty maybe as an exclusive. Well, didn't they do that for this generation? No, they only locked up the DLC. So all DLC came to PS4 first and then like two or three weeks later, it would come to the other platforms. Yeah, that's how it worked. Thing. That's how it worked the pre the previous generation, yep, but Microsoft in reverse for thing. Microsoft. Yep. Yeah. So I have a feeling that Sony might have locked either a GTA down or a uh, Call of Duty down. I mean, there aren't that big major franchises out there. Well, I don't think GTA Six is coming out anytime soon. Nope. Um, but so if they do, GTA that would 5 be. Five is exclusive on PS Five. I doubt it since... Well, they did say that it's coming... The GTA Online is coming to uh, PlayStation 5 for free. Um, the online happens. part. Yeah. The online part, yeah. yeah. Um, so just to be clear. You never know. I mean, I uh, I understand. And I, I don't think... I, don't, I think Sony's playing this route because yeah. they know that PlayStation now can't compete with Game Pass. So I think that they're like an honest look and they're like, well, we can't beat the guys at Game Pass. Let's just beat the guys at what we do best and let's just have amazing games. And that's one of the reasons why uh, anal uh, ana analysts, yeesh, what a word, analysts are uh, predicting that PlayStation 5 will be outselling the Xbox Series X 2 to 1. Because, yep. I mean, if you look, especially after the the game showcase that they showed us, um what is it now a month now uh two months yeah no the it show it was last month it was in june it was in july in june the game showcase was in july dude are you serious yes it was it was in july are you it wasn't that long ago dude we did we did a special on it like three weeks ago <laughs> no 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 no, no. Yeah, it was three weeks ago. No, 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 no. no. Yes, man, it, it was. It was June 10th. No, it wasn't June 10th. You want to bet? What? It was June 8th. Was I'm it June 8th? video that Sony posted on their YouTube channel. It was June. Oh, watch the live stream on June 11th. It was two months ago. The Xbox thing. No, the PlayStation thing. No, I'm talking about Xbox. Ah, okay, yeah, the Xbox games was three weeks ago. <laughs> We're talking about PlayStation, and this guy comes up with. I mean, like, I'm talking about the fact that the 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 game showcase apparently did not do that well as people or as people were figuring out, or at least as analysts were hoping, and that's why they're predicting that PlayStation is gonna outsell it two to one. Because they basically played their best card, which was Halo, and it didn't generate the buzz they were hoping. 
No. Plus, also, they made Game Pass look a bit too enticing. So then the question is, why do I need your hardware when I can just have a decent PC that can run these games and buy Game Pass, uh, Game Pass, not even Game Pass Ultimate, just Game Pass for PC and be done with it unless you have an Android device and and do xCloud on that, you know, and then buy a Game Pass Ultimate. I mean, um, it makes me wonder because I think I sent you the article a while back that when E3 was canceled, 343 Industries said, Oh, we're so sad that E3 is canceled because we had huge plans for E3. We were going to go all out and we wanted to make Halo the game of the show and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And then it makes me wonder, like, what happened to those big plans ending up in a nine minute condensed gameplay demo that even didn't look that as impressive as and you know what the the heck of it is is that that gameplay demo that one is from dates back to when they were gonna show it at e3 so that's the that's the gameplay demo they were gonna show at e3 yeah in june yeah which makes sense because if it was something that was compiled before that time so let's say in may they took the footage of that game then it makes sense that it looks the way it does but to be honest if they show that off in June and Sony still went ahead and did their event in June, Sony would still have blown Microsoft out of the water. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, I, I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, Microsoft is known for just doing things right and they're not doing things right right now. And, I mean, the only ace they have is that they can sell the most powerful console and they're going to probably sell it for 100 bucks less than the PlayStation. But in the end, I think people are still not going to care about it because people are going to say like, yeah, but uh, I want uh, to play God of War 2 on PS5 mm-hmm. and I want to be able to play Ghost of Tsushima 2 and I want to be, play- I want to be playing Hori- for- uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I want to play Gran Turismo 7. And I mean, like these all are games and they're like, I don't care if I have to pay more for it. I want those games. Mm-hmm. I saw a podcast the other day and they explained it really well. They said Sony is going for these. Um, Microsoft is going for a lot of games. And Sony is going for a few games. But the few games that they do are these like amazing AAA blockbuster games. So like it's worth the wait instead of they, Microsoft shoving Game Pass down your throat and saying, well, we have over 100 plus games. So you're bored. Just go out there and play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's nice, but sometimes giving people too much choice might actually work against you. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see because, uh, you know, holidays are getting closer and they still haven't revealed a date or price. Which is going to happen so, soon, trust me. Next so this month, price, so this racing of pricing chicken is getting out of hand and I really hope one of them hits the brakes and finally shows us their price and date let me, let me tell I'm you now, because sony, i'm kind of done speculating about this stuff yeah. sony's gonna do it first because that way microsoft microsoft are gonna hold out until sony does because that way microsoft can say we're 100 bucks cheaper for the most powerful console in the planet that's the they, they can't afford it to wait so they'll just wait until sony says it's gonna be 4.99 on 3.99 or whatever and then microsoft's gonna say yeah we have the most powerful console for but that's not going to win the argument. That's not going to make people buy an Xbox Series X this holiday season. It is if their money is limited. That's that's how I see it. 
But yeah, yeah. Uh, my, I'm still saying, you know what? Uh, I don't care anymore. Just, just let us know already. <laughs> just yeah. let us know. I'm so tired of speculation. Yep. Drives me insane. Especially, uh, I'm sorry. Especially since Nintendo is just so quiet. Yeah, but it's, see, that's why I said that they're gonna go out guns blazing. They're gonna do Breath of the Wild two this year. They're gonna mm. do a direct, and they're gonna say. Then they won't say it, but the message will be the underlying message will be, why buy an next gen console where you can play Breath of the Wild two this holiday season? Only fifty bucks. Nah, they've been very subtle in their stuff. I mean, for example, they announced the re the, they announced a uh, remake of Pikmin three, which was another Wii U title, um, one that I really enjoyed and played from start to finish. Um, that's coming out. This October, like October 30th, and they just bloop, just put it on Twitter. Nintendo, you're just put, put it out there for everyone to just gawk at, and then later they put out a trailer. So they put it out with like zero fanfare. But considering the fact that people are so starved for Nintendo news, everybody latched onto that and was like, yes, Pikmin 3, finally, the rumors were true. Because those rumors have been around for years that that game is coming to Switch. They're adding a bunch of cool stuff to it, which makes me really happy. For example, co-op, which did not exist in the original game. that Which made absolutely no sense, considering how the Wii U works. Co-op would have been the best thing. It's local co-op, but still, it would have been one of the best things to add to the game. Because previous games had Versus and co-op. So it was kind of weird that that one did not have co-op in it. Or Versus. Um, wait, it did have Versus, I think. I don't remember. It's been like five years, um, which also made people salty because according to Miyamoto four years ago, he said that Pikmin 4 was done and they were just waiting for the right time to really announce it. I don't know what's going on with that because they haven't mentioned anything since. And if you even mentioned that during an interview with Miyamoto, um, Apparently, you get a look. <laughs> I've never, I, I don't know. I've never interviewed the guy. I've never seen met the guy in person. Um, so yeah, uh, well, not like a stern look or anything. More like, oh, you you're asking this question kind of look. Oh, you're that kind of guy. Yeah. Um. So that got announced. They also silently dropped a new update for Smash Brothers Ultimate, which fixes the online a bit. Um, and added a new stage out of nowhere called uh, Small Battlefield, uh, which is going to be a game changer for tournaments. Um, but other than that, they have been absolutely quiet. And this is coming from the fact that they've actually had a good year up until this point. Um, the new numbers for, for example, Animal Crossing New Leaf, uh, New Leaf, sorry, New Horizons, is that it's at 22 million. So since March when it came out, it has sold 22 million copies, which is ridiculous. I mean, it hasn't beaten Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which sits at 27 million or something. But I wouldn't be surprised by, by the end of the year that Animal Crossing would have passed that point. Isn't that because it was bundled in with Pikmin 3? No, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was only bundled with some Switches oh. after, the, after the first year. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and I'm still not sure if you can get those bundles or 
I think you I think you can still find them if you're lucky to even find a switch because they also said that they're ramping up productions um for this for this fixed fiscal year so hopefully you'll be able to get a switch this holiday season but where you're going to be playing on it except for games that have already come out for it I don't know I don't know whatever new games that you're going to play on your switch outside of uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe or Paper Mario uh, Origami King or Animal Crossing. Outside of that, Nintendo has not put out a lot of games this year. At least not a lot of big games. There have been a lot of game releases on the system, like Crisis, but yeah, outside of like third parties basically picking up the slack on Switch, there's like nothing from Nintendo themselves. Um... Other than that, the, I think we've gone through every news article the, that we were that we found, didn't we? You're forgetting that Sony did a state of play this week. Thank you. We almost forgot about. I almost forgot about that. I know you're probably. Uh, I, as a true loyal Falcone fanboy, never forget. Really? Because this one was kind of bland. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This was. I'm sorry. State of play. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know. No. Here's the thing. A lot of games that they announced in this state of play were mostly stuff that we already knew about. And most of the games that we knew about are games that don't really catch my eye. For example, Crash Bandicoot. I don't really care for the franchise, so I thought it was them showing a whole bunch of stuff about that. Yeah, no, man, yeah. it's nostalgia. I mean, Crash Bandicoot is the first game I played on the PS1, and I was genuinely happy to see that one. I was like, oh, wow, it's been so long. And it's like just playing Crash 1 again, but in... A new jacket. I mean, they've added some new little things that make it even more fun. Um, I was actually happy to see that one. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Crash Bandicoot. So, okay, what I'll do is I'll just quickly go through them, yeah. and then we can just be done with this. Yeah, sure. Okay, so we got to see an updated uh, gameplay demo on Godfall, which mm -hmm. was really nice. It's a looter hack and slash game. And we both came to the same conclusion, didn't we? When we were, as we were like, watching uh, it live, Warframe. It's Warframe, yep. but but more golden brown and it's it's just Warframe without the guns. Yep, exactly. It looks really detailed, <laughs> but like the armor and the weapons, it looks really really nice and detailed. So yeah, of course it know. does because it's a PlayStation Five and PC exclusive. Yeah, I, it I is it coming cool. to PC, right? Or yeah, was yeah. a yeah yeah. So, and, 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 you know, um, Warframe is also running on Switch, so. And Warframe is also coming to next-gen consoles. Yes, it is, because it's a free-to-play game, and basically anything that's free-to-play is coming to next-gen. Yep. Easy money. Fresh yep. um, um, Bandicoot, Hitman 3, we got an update on that. They are going to add VR to it, which looked pretty cool. I'm not a VR fan, but it looks cool to assassinate somebody in VR. And I think they're Would gonna you play a whole game. game like that in VR, though? I'm because you can play VR. all the other games, one and two. You can also play in PlayStation VR. Yep, yep, looks really cool. Uh, Braid Anniversary Edition for PS4. Oh, okay, that I'm I'm gonna be honest. That is the only one that made me go like, oh, that is so cool. It looks really nice. Mostly because Braid is a cool game. Yeah. So. Um, there was this. I think it's a JRPG called Genshin Impact, or maybe it's it's a game from China. I don't know. Yeah, it's um. I don't know if you remember, but a while ago, I think it was almost a year ago, I, I was talking about this Breath of the Wild clone from China. It looked 
That's this one. Okay, because it looked a lot like I really got Breath of the Wild vibe, but I thought that's like, this eh, one. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. this one. It, it looked okay. The, um, the thing is, it's a it's a mobile developer. They have a game on on mobile called um, Honkai Impact. Uh, actually, Honkai Honkai Impact the Third. Yeah, I've played it on my mobile. Um, it's pretty. It's like really pretty for something that's on a mobile game running on a mobile GPU. Okay. Um, the art style is literally the same. So I think maybe it's the same universe or something, considering the they both have the Impact name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it really looks a lot like Breath of the Wild. And a I lot of people were not happy about that fact. <laughs> yeah, there was this climbing segment where you see one of the characters climb a mountain. I'm like, whoa, that looks like literally ripped from Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, you never know. Um, another VR game, Vader Immortal, a Star Wars game in which you are, I think, the apprentice of Darth Vader or something like that. It's a VR lightsaber game. Looks pretty cool. I think. Wait, wasn't it you're playing as Darth Vader? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that you're playing as Darth Vader. Yeah. Hence the name Vader Immortal. Um, yeah, it looks really cool. You can do force lightning. You can throw your lightsaber, stuff like that. I mean, it's the ultimate VR star wars fan game if you're hoping for stuff like that yep. um controls getting an expansion called awe it looks really cool coming to ps4 mm-hmm. and is coming to ps5 and tem is coming to ps5 it's funny that you yeah. mentioned it because you were you mentioned it in a what you've been playing i think a while back that you were playing it on pc yep. um a game called hood outlaws and legends coming to ps5 kind of like a robin hood is game so I didn't think that. I think I, when I saw the trailer, to me, do you know what it looked like? It looked like For Honor. I had the same idea. Oh, good. I'm not the only one who thought, thought yeah. that I was going insane. Because I was looking at it, and I, was, I kept looking, and I was like, oh, this thing looks so generic. Wait, this yeah. gameplay looks very familiar. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, it looks a lot like For Honor gameplay, especially considering that you have the different classes, and it's all melee-based. Really? It's okay. okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, a PvPVE game, so two exactly. Four, yep. Um, kind of like you have to pull off heists in enemy AI populated enemy areas. I, I I had the same thing. I thought like, whoa, this is a For Honor in a darker theme, but that's not necessarily a bad thing if you look at where For Honor is now. I mean, it's a really good game. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, there was an update around the Pathless, which looked. Really cool. That's a game Sony showed at the PS5 showcase. Basically, you're this. I think it's. It looks like a it's like a Japanese samurai lady with an eagle, and you have to traverse through this beautiful environment. It's an open world game. You can go whatever you want. Um, mm-hmm. You're you're skilled at uh, at a bow, so you can shoot certain point. Like you have to shoot certain points to yeah. continue. It's it kind of feels like an auto runner because you were con- the at least the dem the game they the long gameplay demo that they showed yeah. um, showed you con- in constant motion and that you can use your eagle to um, glide and fly. Which okay, that eagle is buff for carrying a human. Yep. Um, it looked really it's, nice and detailed. I like the art style. Yeah, it, it, the art style is really pretty. I kind of wish that the the gameplay wasn't just that long though, because it yeah. was a little bit too long. <laughs> um, um, they thing. showed more about bug snacks. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's up with that game. I, really <laughs> I, have zero I they finally showed gameplay, and I'm still not sure. Sh- I, I, so you capture these bug snacks, and you have to collect them, and that 
grows the community and stuff like that. It, it's uh, really weird. There's also a weird story aspect to it that kind of made me laugh. Um, and I wasn't sure if that was serious or not. So. This game, I mean, no, man, it's not doing it for me. <laughs> uh, it's not doing it for me either, but I, I like, I like, I, I, I like the way it looks. It's funny and the stupid soundtrack, the stupid theme song keeps getting stuck in my head whenever yeah, it's on. I'm, uh, I mean, Microsoft can have that one as an exclusive. It's all yours. Uh, <laughs> they showed. Um, a cyberpunk world game called Anno Mutationum or something like that. Looks like a side-scrolling game. Really stylish, really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, the Pedestrian looks like a puzzle game. Looked okay. Uh, that one actually looked a lot of fun because uh, it kind of reminded me of um, uh, Echo Chrome, but instead of you know 3D depth perception um, puzzles, it's 2D and it's on road signs and stuff like that it's really crazy <laughs> yeah. um yeah that's basically it i guess like uh yeah i think we covered everything oh and aeon must die yeah there's a thing going but, around with that game but i i don't uh, it looks interesting but other than that it, Wasn't that there a all... claim about that game, something about that the IP was stolen or the idea was stolen? There was like a small controversy after the game got announced. Mm, haven't read up on that yet. I'll have to check that. I can't remember. But, but yeah, it looked, I mean, in terms of aesthetics, it's also pretty cool looking. But that was about it for me. There wasn't anything else kind of really grabbing me about the game. Um, gameplay looks somewhat interesting, but it wasn't really getting me like, oh, yeah, like that's exciting. Yeah, so here is the article I found about it. Um, PlayStation State of Play premiere game was stolen, developers allege. Um, the publisher of Aeon Must Die, an anime-inspired beat-em-up shown at the PlayStation State of Play on Thursday, has responded to allegations that developing studio Limestone Games overworked numerous developers and, in their words, stole the game that appeared in yesterday's trailer. Tra this trailer was created with abuse, manipulation, and theft, says the YouTube description of the same trailer uploaded by a third-party account shortly after it was shown at the State of Play. People who have worked on every shot of this are no longer with the company holding IP rights, the description continues. Some were not even paid for their work. This trailer has a pending conflict of IP. Real IP for the game was stolen from the creators via foul play. Um, Focus Inter Interactive, the publisher, uh, immediately put out a statement, said that they always uh, praise and support their partner studios and the developers, um, that they are investigating these serious allegations. Um, yeah, I mean, that was kind of a big thing when it happened. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's that's ridiculous, man. I didn't even not, I missed that entirely because after that I went straight to bed. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, a friend of mine sent me. I was like, uh... oh, that's crazy, man. Oof. If that's wow, if that's true, that is next level. I've like that's almost as bad as um. How uh, Kerbal Space Program Two essentially got got there, but instead of the game getting stolen, the development team getting stolen. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. About Sheesh, that I mean, good grief, man! It's, uh, uh, 
stuff like this really paints the game industry in a really bad light. Exactly. I hope I, I I hope this this stuff gets figured out at the very least. I mean, I may not have that much interest in the game, but at the very least, I am interested in you know developers getting their due. You know, yeah. you know, because they put on a lot of hours, they sacrifice a lot just to get this stuff made, and if they're not going to get recognized or even paid for it, no, that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. All right. Wow, we've been through a lot of news. <laughs> like I said, a lot of small stuff, uh, some big stuff in between, but mostly small stuff that adds up to a lot of news. So stick around. We'll be right back with what we have been playing. And we're back with what we've been playing. Sean Templer, what have you been playing? Well, I haven't been playing a lot because of just not wanting to play anything, I guess. But uh, I've, sp- I've played a little bit of uh, Ghost of Tsushima again. Um, still like the game, still think it's an amazing game. Um, because it's so big and expansive, you just get distracted really easily. So you can just wander off. Um, I'm at this point that I have to, um, I like the part in the game that they've added these mythical quests. So there's these, there are these legends that are told by people and then you can try to find out and you either figure out that it's not a legend or that it's not as scary or creepy or ghosty as they turn out to be. But at the end, it's generally rewarded with something cool like a weapon or some armor or a skill. Um, so, for example, I have uh, a special bow, which would belong to a legendary archer. Um, I have this armor, which belonged to a legendary farmer who turned a fighter and blah, blah, blah. Um, I have some skills, for example, um, it's called Heavenly Strike, and when you use it, you can chop off an arm. That's pretty cool. Um, I, there is a skill, I haven't got it yet, which will enable you to put your katana and uh, to... To um, uh, make your katana be on fire, and then just what? Yeah, and just do fire damage. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean the cool part is is the Mongolian uh, enemies have it as well. There are some of these shield enemies, and then they just grab their sword and their shield, and then they do this sort of motion over their shield. They kind of ignite their their sword, and then they come at you with a fire sword. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the enemies, there's a lot of variety in the enemies, so that makes it cool because you can't just take the same approach with every enemy. And a lot of the groups are mixed enemy types. So, you know, okay, I have to switch stances, I have to do other things, I have to use more things to my arsenal, like smoke bombs and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm, I'm, se- I'm telling you, this isn't one of the better open world games I've played in a long time because it's so accessible. They've added stuff through updates like better accessibility features and better and a harder difficulty i believe um they'll probably add new game plus down the line um yeah i heard that there was that they might actually add something like that too. yeah i mean god of war got it in an update as well this time um so yeah i mean i i like the game again um i would recommend everybody to buy it if you like spider-man if you like horizon zero dawn this game is right up your alley um besides ghost of tsushima I have been playing a little bit more of State of Decay too. Um, 
it's a fun game. It's a zombie open world game. The only thing that I noticed is that um, I, th I think you you can go anywhere on the map from the start. It doesn't open mm. up in areas. And you just wherever you want to go. But a lot of the gameplay is revolving around looting and scavenging, finding a lot of stuff to upgrade your base or to level up your characters. But you're constantly restricted by this backpack space. So you can get multiple backpacks. But the biggest backpack I have right now is like eight slots. And then if you go with a car, you can fill up the trunk, which is only six slots. But it's really annoying that because you constantly have to loot and then go back, drop off the loot, and then go back and then continue looting. And then if you claim outpost, you can drop off the loot there. But you can't claim a lot of outposts because it needs resources and stuff like that. So it kind of interrupts the fun of the, the exploring and the looting. Um, I hope that's something they fix in Save the K3. I mean, I understand that you have limited backpack space and stuff like that because, you know, it's a survival zombie game. But still, I mean, it, it takes you out of the fun of it. So, yeah. Um, and then I've been playing a little bit of Warzone. Warzone got a Season 5 update. So they've yes, changed they the map a little bit. They've added Mini Royale, which is a little bit condensed version of Warzone. Um, it has a little, I think it has around like 80 players instead of the 200 normally. No, it's seven. I just played it. Um, seven. I think it's 78. 78? 78 or 76. Some, yeah. Okay. Like that. And then the map is, is already a bit smaller. And I also feel that the map circles grow smaller faster. Yeah. Um, also, the map rotates from where the circle starts. So that's really nice. Um, I was able to get a. Warzone victory or whatever they call it the other day with a couple of friends of mine. They actually um, changed the map because you know the stadium yeah. was closed off. It's a dome. So there's yep. no way to go in. They it was bordered off. And in the update they actually blasted the ceiling off. There's even a cutscene for that that looks really cool. Yeah, they added um, a train. You can hear the choo choo train. Yeah, you can. Yeah, there's a train, a moving train constantly. It's not a choo choo train, but you hear like the horn of the train. <laughs> Uh, they've added. Okay, I haven't uh, heard that though. Yeah, the, I only played like two matches. There are more hints in there for the new Call of Duty because I was in a, I was in an, uh, an office building and then the phone rang and then I answered and I was surprised because the phone never rings, and then I picked up. You were able to answer the phone? Well, because they're teasing now, it is. So I was looting and I'm hearing the phone. I'm like, what? And then I um, answered the phone, and then it was some Russian speech constantly, mm -hmm. a Russian commander saying stuff. I'm like, okay, this is cool. And apparently a couple of days ago, people would get these uh, messages while they were playing. The screen would start to flicker and then stuff would be uh, messaged in. So I think that, that they're, they've been doing these things. They've been teasing over the last few weeks. So I think the new Call of Duty reveal is close. Um, there's a lot of speculation around it that it's going to be a, called Call of Duty Cold War, I think. And it's going to be like a Black Ops kind of setting. Oh no, that one that one essentially got confirmed because the um, Doritos leaked it. Oh yeah, that's that's true, yeah. But uh yeah, so I mean like Warzone is coming to PS5 already, so that's something that they've confirmed. Um again, free wonder, to play, so of course free money. Yeah, I just wonder what the strategy will be. Will it be we get Warzone on PS5 and we will also get the new Call of Duty on PS5? So we'll have two Call of Duty games on PS5, which is pretty confusing. Because they Why said is they that were confusing. Because, because uh, if as far as I'm as far as I can tell on PlayStation Five, 
Warzone is going to be its own thing, which it should have been from the get go, and not you know bundle it in with other crap and make the file size. That's the only reason why you're mentioning it because of the file size. (laughs) Exactly, you know me too well. Yep, they've actually said that they're working on reducing the file size. They did. They they the you know what it was reduced from, from 115 to 101. It's a gain. I mean, the full game is around 200 gigs, so... You know what the funny part of it uh, is completely? Is that the update itself was 35 gigs, and when the update was done, the game was small. I know. (laughs) That's so... That is so weird. I mean, you're adding stuff, but at the same time, it also cut off a lot of stuff. I don't understand why they just didn't detach Warzone from... I think it's way too integral the way the the way they developed it. It's like yeah. they made it, they weaved it in. So I think if they're gonna do a PlayStation Five version, they'll literally just chop it off and make it its own thing. Yep. At least that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping as well. I mean, 825 gigabytes of SSD storage will build fast. Yep. And besides Warzone, I have been. Multiplayer Call of Duty, I think. Solo multiplayer. But it's okay. I mean, the multiplayer, they keep on adding new modes and new guns and new maps and stuff like that. Um, it's just fun when you play it with friends. The other day we were playing Warzone and we were making fun of one of our friends. And we just, I, I just laughed so hard I got tears in my eyes and I was just laughing for five minutes on straight with another friend of mine. And, he, and, I got, and the friend we were making fun of was even laughing with us. So that's, that's extra fun. <laughs> um... I'm really, really looking forward to Total War Troy. Mm-hmm. I've actually thought about, mm, should I play Three Kingdoms? But then I figured out that I had already put 150 hours in Three Kingdoms, and I felt like, ah, maybe I should save that energy for Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday when it comes out. So basically, the day after this episode goes live, yep. it'll be out. Yep. That will be that will be something. Yep. So yeah, that's I, I, I've downloaded. Oh, and if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Don't forget, um, we should have actually said this in the news segment, but I will do it here. Troy, Total War Saga, is coming to the Epic Game Store for free on launch day, the 13th. 24 hours only. 24 hours only, so make sure you get ready. Um, Just do it after we claimed ours so that it doesn't crash. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder, because when GTA V was free, the Epic Game Service couldn't handle it. I don't think this game is going to get... That but with point? GTA, at least they it was free for a week or something like that. It was at least multiple days that it was free, so you could claim it afterwards when the service were not, you know, crashed. Yeah. So this one is kind of worrying that they're only doing it for 24 hours when they know that the odds are that the server might crash because of it. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. We'll just... I hope if they get to the point where the servers are in a tough spot, Mm-hmm. They will kind of compensate everybody and say like, oh, if you weren't able to claim it, here's another week. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I haven't seen a time yet that it says like, hey, you can start claiming it from this time onwards. Um, I think it's a six a.m. thing. If not, they're probably working on uh, on on West Coast time, uh, U.S., which means that it's evening here uh, in Europe. So let me just quickly fire up the Epic Game Store launcher and update it. Because I was thinking about the other day. Oh, yeah, I should update that. Yeah. Outside. Oh, that's a good one. I should do that, too. Outside of that, of course, uh, we uh, actually spent some time playing The Division 2. Ah, 
totally forgot about that. We streamed that to YouTube. So if more people yeah. want to check that out, they can go to our YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah, just click on the link in the description of this episode. It'll take you straight to our YouTube channel where you can find the VOD of us playing um, The Division 2. Um, we're playing on my... Uh, not on Sean Templars because he finished the game like multiple times and has a killer character out of that. But since I'm not that far ahead, um, we played on my uh, instance. And I've actually been playing without Sean uh, for the past couple of days, um, just writing away some levels, doing some missions, um, getting new abilities. Um, even if you're playing alone, it's actually not it's not bad. It's fun. Uh, I got a lot of fun out of it. I also enjoyed us playing multiplayer online because <laughs> it's been a while. Um, basically, be, you know what the funny part is? And that's something that I realized during, but I didn't want to say it on the stream because that would have been really weird. Is that we, at certain points, we really sounded like those stupid Ubisoft uh, mocks that they, that they do during E3. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Those we... cheesy, those cheesy mock-ups. Oh my goodness! Yeah, they're like, oh no, oh no, we have become normies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should talk with a Dutch accent or stuff like that. Awesome. Uh, yes, I, I'm uh, I... going to reload my gun right now because uh, yes, uh, I don't know. Uh, can you pass me a magazine? Uh, you know, uh, stuff like that. Uh, Despite being born and raised in this country, I cannot even fake that accent. I'm uh, trying really hard to do it, but I, 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 it doesn't work, I think. I don't know. You know, uh, a lot of uh, effort goes into talking like this. <laughs> no kidding. And I don't well, think the, I can. It's, on, it's honestly, I think, the same reason why I can't do a British accent for more than five seconds. I, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, like, uh, I can talk like this, but it's really <laughs> exhausting. I don't think I can keep the podcast going like this. Oh, I just hate that word. Stop. The podcast. Oh my god, it sounds so horrible. Please stop. <laughs> okay, uh, no. just for you, Max, I will uh, try to t- talk uh, normal again. Uh, yes? No! Why? <laughs> oh no, that's so awkward and cringe. I know. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we're able to figure it out the time? Nope, because it's not. It's it, Wow, I was about to say, it's not uh, posted anywhere, but uh, <laughs> it's not posted anywhere yet. Maybe they'll post, maybe they put it on Twitter or something. I don't know. Let me just. Look. Mm. Well, uh, I basically haven't played anything besides that. So uh, while you tell the audience uh, what you've been playing, I will quickly look up when Total War is on the Epic Game Store. Yeah, so outside of the Division 2. Um... I haven't really been playing a lot either, uh, partially because I haven't really felt the need to play anything that I own. Even on Switch, there's nothing that I've really been playing. I've been, um, I've been back to Animal Crossing again since the update. Since now, every uh, Sunday in August is a fireworks festival, and you can uh, put. That's actually kind of cool because you can have your own designs that you made in Animal Crossing New Horizons be part of the fireworks display. And the first, I, I took a lot of footage from that, and um, I may do something of a compilation on that. I, I, pushed, I posted a screenshot and some footage on my Twitter, so if you're following me, that's at Maximilian. You can follow me there and see all the stuff, mostly video game-related stuff that I post there. 
Um, or you can follow us on Game Rivals, uh, where I occasionally post also gaming-related stuff specifically to the podcast there, um, which is at game underscore rivals underscore. Uh, but yeah, the new update that came out about a month ago um, kicked in its second part, which is the the fire the fire the fireworks festival, which is really cool. Um, new bugs, new sea creatures that you could collect as well, uh, since you can dive now since the, the last update, which is also really cool. Um, but out, outside of that, I decided to just get a bunch of stuff back on my PlayStation 4 now that I have some more space on it. Um, we should definitely do Helldivers. I installed it again now that I have more space. That game is so awesome. We, we should do that for a stream sometime. But what I've been playing a little bit um, is uh, Yakuza Kiwami. I basically ah. picked up where I left off. And um, I ran into some kids there that were talking about this racing kind of game and it uh, it turned out to be slot car races and <laughs> i don't know i don't know how sega did it but the the slot car races thing is really fun you don't control the car directly the only thing that you can do is um give it if it give it a boost whenever you f- uh, whenever you feel that you need a boost either once or twice during a race depending on the length of the race um, and depending on the slot card that you've put together because you could customize it. almost It almost gave me custom robo feels, but it, the customization is not that deep. There are stats involved, so it feels a little bit like an RPG. Um, and I just did a few races there. I won the first two, and then the third one, I'm really having trouble with winning. So I, feel, I think that I have to go around Camarocho and find some places that sell parts. And get better parts because the parts that I have right now, they're fine. But every other slot car in the in the in the final tournament just keeps lapping me, and I keep losing that race because they keep lapping me out. Um, outside of that, I've been spending most of my time on my Vita, which is is fine. Um, Except for the problem that I have with it, the Vita is not region free. Um, is it not? I thought it was. It is if you're playing stuff on cartridge. It's not if you're talking about the uh, um, the PlayStation, the PSN store. Okay. Yeah. You cannot switch regions. Um, you cannot switch regions without un unconnecting your uh, the Vita from your account, like completely. So you'd have to go to your Sony account settings and remove it from your device list so that you then and only then can you log in with another account from another region. But then you have to link it to that account. And I don't know what it does to your games that you already purchased on the other region. And I'm afraid to find out, so I'm not going to do that, which is really annoying because there are some PlayStation 1 games on there that I kind of wanted to play on that. So maybe I'll have to dig up my PSP from somewhere. I don't even know where that thing is. I haven't seen it in years. I still have my PSP somewhere. I need. I know I have it. I just don't know where it is. I. Uh, it's. It's at the very least. I haven't seen it in at least five, six years. I do know that I had it with me when I moved, but pff, yeah, who knows where I put that thing? 
at least there I would be able to switch the region and um, I should be able to switch the region on the PSN and download the games that I bought there. So, But yeah, so I've been playing what is on my European account, which is Breath of Fire 3, which is something that I also talked about. I think I talked about in a hidden gems a long time ago but uh basically i was like you know what i feel like playing an rpg um and i really haven't played breath of fire 3 in a really long time and it's one of those games that i've that's uh that's been on my um back backlog for forever so i was like you know what i'm i'm gonna do it this time i'm gonna do it um hopefully i'll be able to finish the game because i've been close to finishing the game so many times but there's one part in that game which is really annoying um which is where you you have to traverse a desert and you have to traverse a desert while using the stars to navigate to your destination because a desert is hot during the day so you're walking during the night and i've never been able to figure out where to walk because the because the description in the game is so vague it's terrible um, and I even tried using a walkthrough to get through it, and it still didn't work. So hopefully this time when I get to that part, um, I'll be able to get to the friggin' end of this game and actually finally beat it. Because I've been playing Breath of the, uh, Breath of Fire 3 on and off for... Oh, gosh. Uh, at the very least, 20 years. Yeah, I mean it's PlayStation One, so it's that old. Um, yeah, I got the the original I got from my cousin when he was finished with it. Um, so yeah, so I'm playing that. Uh, it's the it's not the PlayStation One version that I'm playing. It's the PSP version. So the graphics are a bit stretched, but it's fine. It's not terrible. It's not as bad as um, the 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 PSP version of. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, which I will never freaking touch because that one is stretched so bad. It doesn't work with that game because the characters in that game are chibi-sized. So when it's stretched like that, they're squat. Um, I like the fact that they added uh, animated cutscenes to it, but honestly, I really don't care. <laughs> I just, I just want to play it without the stretched graphics. The stuff like that. Fire, em- uh, Fire Emblem. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics and Breath of Fire 3, stuff like that, really need to get HD remasters or remakes or whatever you want to call them because they deserve to get another chance of being discovered and being played by a new generation that do not even know how cool these games were. Because in Breath of Fire 3, the main character turns into a dragon, which is really cool. And I love it because you can mix and match with what they call genes. So you get these dragon genes uh, throughout the game. For when you first start out, you only have one, and then you get another one, and the rest you have through story, gameplay story, oh, gameplay story, through story. Um, the other genes you have to find in the, in the, in the overworld. Um, there are places that you can find them. And as more genes that you collect, the more different dragons you can turn into. And you have elemental dragons that you can turn into. You can enhance yourself. You can become a really big behemoth. And your party turns into a dragon, essentially. Kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy X when you summon an Eidolon. And it's just Yuna and the Eidolon instead of the whole team. Um, 
and it's re- it's a really cool game. The story is actually interesting because everybody gets uh, some plot development and character development in there. I'm still relatively early in the game, uh, but the fact that I've played the game so many times, I've rushed through the beginning part. <laughs> I'm only I I'm only about sixteen hours in, and I'm already at the third chapter third or fourth chapter of the game and the game has i think 15 chapters or so yeah um yeah so that's what i've been playing on my vita which has a really bad battery um so i basically have to put it in the charger otherwise if i take it off the charger for anywhere between five and ten minutes it says that the battery is almost dead I don't. I think mine doesn't even work without the charger anymore. Fantastic. <laughs> I have. I have a. I have the launch DS that I bought, the fat gray one. Yeah. I haven't put that in a charger in years. I can go to my to my office, pick it up, turn it on, and that thing will turn on without any problem. And I can play for hours. Hey, what can I say? Nintendo, in general, makes really good handhelds. Yeah, but... With the exception of the Switch, but that's because the Switch is powerful, but... This is how battery technology works. It has nothing to do with how amazing Nintendo makes the Switch, or the DS, or whatever. It's basic battery. No, no, no. It's all about how Nintendo does it. All right. And on that note, it's the end of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... One last game or something? No, that's it. That's all I've been playing at this point. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Um, As always, you can find us on our home at Anchor. Um, You can also find us on any other podcasting service. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, uh, Pocket Cast, or wherever you listen to podcasts, you can probably find us if you type in Game Rivals. Uh, you can also find us uh, on Twitter, which we are at Game underscore Rivals underscore. You can find me on Twitter, which is at Maximilian. You can send us feedback through our email, which is GameRivalsFeedback at gmail.com. Um, you can also send us a voice message uh, through the Anchor. Um, you don't need to have an from anchor you just hit the link in the description of this episode and it will send you straight to our website where you can record a voice message you can ask us a question through there you could give us feedback through there we might even feature you as a game rival um as we did in our previous bonus round that we did about the last of us part two if you haven't checked that out yet please check it out um it is three hours of spoilerific action about the last of us part two um where we have our special guest robin who chimes in as well uh you can always uh, find us on instagram uh, which is at game rivals all on word uh, i always tend to post there when the next episode is going to go live i also post to twitter when the episode goes live so if you follow us on there you'll always be notified of when the next episode uh, regular or bonus is going live uh, I think that's about it. Anything else you want to add, Sean? No. Seeing as Total War Troy is coming out this week, we shall be doing a special stream of a 
at least my, I hope you'll be there as well, impression mm -hmm. slash hours with Total War. I even took the day off. So the, the, the game better be available early because I don't want to wait till the evening to figure out, oh, well, this game only releases in the evening. So we'll probably <laughs> be streaming that. I don't know for how long. Um, but yeah, I think that can be fun. So cool. tune in and check it out and leave us your feedback and, and just enjoy as I have made China grow so large. I hope I will be able to make Troy grow so large as well. <laughs> oh, good grief. And on that note, I have been and always will be Maximilian X. And I have been and always will be Sean Templer. And we'll catch you guys next time.